Thunder Media. On Inside Motorsport today, we look at Formula One, but probably not the way you expect. Matt Kosh joins us on the line, and Matt, Speed Cafe, Formula One reporter, and one of the few Australians that's on the ground at Formula One meetings around the world. It's great to have you back on the show. Good to be here, Craig. It's, uh, it's been a little while. I thought it was timely to have a chat with you because you have been in northeastern Italy expecting to go to a Grand Prix as you got on the plane, and I, I don't know at what stage you found out that the Grand Prix had been cancelled because of the massive flooding in northeast Italy. Yeah, not quite unprecedented scenes in terms of the cancellation of a Grand Prix, but certainly for, for new reasons, the flooding of northeast Italy. Uh, I arrived in Italy on Wednesday evening, and I only travelled down, or up rather, to, uh, to sort of the Emilia-Romagna region on a Thursday, so the, the first day of what was meant to be the event, which was cancelled on the Wednesday. And basically, the... The area took something like 500 millimetres of rain in 36 hours. It's, it's a, year worth of, a year worth of rain in just over a day. As a result, there was just massive flooding everywhere. There were roads closed like you wouldn't believe. It took me over an hour within a stone's throw of my hotel just to find a way into my hotel because everywhere I went, there were roads blocked. There were significant parts of towns underwater. So, yeah, the cancellation of the Grand Prix was – and Formula One didn't have a choice. And it's quite funny because as I stand here now, uh, I'm in bright sunshine. Sunday in Italy was bright sunshine, particularly around the Imola region. I was in Imola on, uh, on Sunday. It was bright sunshine. The conditions at that point were good enough to go ahead. But, you know, just three, four days earlier, they're absolutely abysmal. 36,000 people displaced because of the flooding – and you can understand how authorities wouldn't have wanted a whole bunch of tourists coming into an area that was ravaged like that. Absolutely. Formula One, for a number of reasons, one of those being advice from local authorities took the decision, quite rightly, to, to cancel the event. You know, 36,000 people I've seen firsthand in Imola, uh, Faenza, which is about 15 minutes away from Imola. That's actually where the Scuderia Alfatari team is based. Uh, another town just north of those two, Lugo. Uh, that was also, I thought that it was only 36,000 people displaced staggers me because the conditions were were horrendous. The water at points was, was well overhead high. You talk sort of two metres in depth in, in places. On Saturday, I, I drove around, well, tried to drive around Faenza just to get a bit of a feel for it. There were places even then that you couldn't go, even though the water had, uh, had receded. You know, the evidence of it was, was starting. The roads were caked in, in mud. It's really, it's both slippery and sticky at the same time. It's the most bizarre mud I've ever seen in my life. But you could see evidence on walls of how high it had been. It's gone through houses. There were piles of furniture on the, both sides of the road. You know, overhead high piles, everyone's possessions just stacked up. Fridges, beds, you name it. It was just cast aside on the uh, side of the road, having been ruined by this water. Even driving down the streets, cars that were parked there during the floods were just caked in mud. There, were, there was mud on the roofs of cars, uh, even though it had rained. Again, to, in theory, wash that away, it stayed there 
caked and that, that almost become stuck there as the mud had dried. Uh, but watching the people rally around was really quite inspiring in a way because yes, there are 36,000 people that were displaced. Far more were, uh, were impacted. But not everyone in these towns was impacted. It's a, it's a reasonably hilly region, so not everyone in every town was, was impacted. But those who weren't were mucking in with those who were because while the water is now gone, the mud remains, the cleanup remains. It's, this is where the work now really starts. It's not just now keeping people safe. It's trying to rebuild and recover, uh, you know, finding furniture, cleaning houses, just try to rebuild lives in many respects. So, I mean, I, the last figure I saw was 14 people have lost their lives through this. So it's, you know, yes, it's extremely serious, but there's so much work now that needs to be done. And that's part of why Formula One made the decision it has, because firstly, it was a gamble. Would the weather ease for the event to go ahead? That's a gamble. Would the emergency services be available uh, to support the event? That's another gamble. And also, there's just the, the public relations, the optics of racing, holding a world championship event in a flood-ravaged region where just be on the walls of the circuit and literally be on the walls of the circuit because the Imola circuit flooded, uh, at least the, the paddock did, just be on those walls, people's lives were in absolute tatters. Uh, and having seen that firsthand and the way that I've bounced back, uh, as I say, it was really quite inspiring. Yeah, and some great stories. Yuki Sonoda, who, as part of the circus, a lot of the circus was already in town, and he was there helping the staff at the hotel he was staying at in the clean-up process. Driver, that team is from Fianza. Um, he got in amongst it. He, he, he grabbed a spade, as so many others did, and just started to help clearing clearing the mud uh you know others like uh max verstappen and lando norris have run sim racing or, or esports type events to to try and raise some money ferrari has tipped in a million euro which has been very well received by the uh, the people in that region i can tell you from that firsthand formula one has done the same so there's a lot that's uh that, that's being done but it's great to see yeah, yuki sonoda is, is part of the japanese culture and there's honor in serving others and uh, you know, Yuki's showing that he is one of the sport's good guys. It was, it was great to see. Um, he's just one of thousands of it. He's got the profile, obviously, to, to draw the attention. But uh, it's great to see that sort of stuff because there are so many stories like that that aren't being told. For yourself, you've gone over there to do a, a bit of a, a three-race swing on the ground. And uh, Imola, a circuit that has a, a lot of well, a history and mystique about it was going to be the, the kickoff of the swing, but you've still got some great events to cover. Yeah, so Imola was, uh, was meant to be the first race of a triple header. Uh, this coming weekend, I'm, uh, I'm off to Monaco for, for that Grand Prix. It's meant to be wet again, so I'm glad I bought, bought a jacket and then on to Spain for, uh, for the last leg of that. Um, so it's a, it's a busy period, um, especially when you consider that we've just come off the back of, uh, of Azerbaijan and Miami. It was meant to be five races in six weekends. Obviously, it's now four races in six weekends because we don't have them. But everyone, the teams had gone to the circuit. The, the hospitality suites were set up. Uh, the trucks were there. Everyone was getting ready. 
the, the Formula One television uh, hub was even set up in the paddock, and that was that was uh, impacted by the flooding uh, flood as well because that. The Formula Two and Formula Three parts of the Imola paddock uh, took on water. The Formula One paddock was okay, but uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's a busy period because the teams no sooner they uh, set up, they've got to break it all down. So uh, as you drive the motorways here at the moment, it's very common to see a uh, a team truck or a, form, a Formula One truck driving up towards Milan to uh, to head over the border to to Monaco for this weekend. And Monaco, is this going to be your, your second or third trip to the Principality? Uh, this will be my second trip to, to Monaco. I was there many years ago. Uh, I've not actually done this one as a uh, as a member of the media yet, so I'll be checking, checking this one off the uh, the list, but it'll be uh, my second trip there. My, my third Grand Prix of the year should be my fourth. Um, I did pre-season testing as well, um, but uh, yeah, it's the start of a of a busy year. I've got uh, I've got an obligation to get to, to fourteen events, uh, basically to satisfy the conditions of my uh, of my accreditation. So um, lots of international travel. It's a good thing. I uh, I like a bit of duty free shopping. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks very much for your time, and enjoy the rest of your European tour. Thank you. Hopefully it stays dry. Hopefully indeed. And you can catch up with all Matt's reports across the weekend from Monaco at speedcafe.com. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.